What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and I am excited you're here today. This is episode 177. Uh, This is the third of our four rare habits of somebody who's a great leader uh, series based on that article from Inc. Magazine. And so I'm excited you're joining us today because today we're going to talk about probably one of the hardest but easiest sounding aspects uh, of a habit of a leader. And that's act like yourself. Just act like yourself, right? <laughs> we, we, we talk about this quote each time we talk about this, but um, the author of this article says, the problem with hiring or promoting people strictly based on things like drive, charisma, and achieving results is that we often place selfish, immature individuals into important positions. It's important to understand because today as we're talking about acting like yourself, we know that the leaders that we trust and respect are those who have a well-developed sense of identity. And if we put people into leadership roles that don't know who they are or that don't have a healthy emotional quotient, uh, it it can cause some problems in the way that they lead. And so today we want to talk about what that could look like because there's definitely some work that needs to be done to be to act like an adult, as this article says, uh, to stand up for both yourself and those who are under your care. And so the, the fact is, is that many of us have some work to do around having a healthy self-identity. I know that this is something that I've especially been working on the last couple of years because some of the drive inside of me was based on unhealthy standards for myself or unhealthy ways of looking at the world that I was in and really having to reshape those so that I'm not driven towards exhaustion with the wrong things um, in my focus, right? And so you've got to find ways to act like yourself in all of this. When we're talking about leadership, one of my favorite definitions of it is by Simon Sinek in the book, Leaders Eat Last. And what he says is that leadership is the courage to put others' needs ahead of your own. And that can that can look bad if you don't have a healthy sense of identity and knowing who you are and healthy outlets like we talked about in the last, um, the last podcast here, uh, because then you can just lose yourself in all of that and you don't really have a sense of identity except for what you're doing to fulfill other people and what they're looking to do. Um, But if you look at it from a healthy thing, it's that as you find health within yourself, you're making a deliberate decision to give of your times, your gifts, and who you are to make other people better and help them to grow and find purpose in the work that they do. So it's really important that you learn that side of yourself, learning to take care of yourself, learning to have a healthy sense of identity, because without that, it'll always flow out of a sense of lack instead of a sense of health. And so there's three kinds of work you need to do to be be able to act like yourself. And the first is the repair work. Like I said before, like you've got to have a healthy sense of self-identity and whatever that looks like, whether that looks like 
uh, journaling or meditating at the beginning or end of your day to really reflect on the actions that you've taken um, so that you're not just on autopilot and the work that you're doing. Um, when it comes to thinking about your family relationships growing up and the other relationships and friendships and work relationships you've been a part of, you've got to probably work through some of the shit that you've encountered there and it's going to take some repairing because for all of us, a lot of that happens in our brain where we pick up negative messages that have been said to us or about us, whether it be from parents or a boss that we respected or something like that. And we've got to repair those mindsets and replace them with better, more optimistic, more healthy mindsets and what we're doing there. Um, I, I've mentioned it a few times already in this podcast, but a great book is by John Acuff called Soundtracks, um, really about kind of the battle we fight inside of our brain to take those soundtracks that are on repeat that aren't healthy for us and replacing them with healthy soundtracks that make us a better person and help us to have a healthier sense of self-identity. So it does take some repair work in what we're doing here. And it's hard work. This is some of the hardest work to do, but I believe that you can do it. I'm putting in the work myself. So if you just need somebody to uh, complain and uh, about all the stuff you got to work through, let's do it together because it, it's hard work, but it's, it's some of the best work you're going to do to improve your life. So that's the, the, the repair work. Uh, the second is the improvement work. Um, this is where you move from a goal mindset to a growth mindset. I didn't understand this until just a few years back as I heard John Maxwell talking about it on one of his podcasts. But it's so important that we learn uh, to not just go pursue goals because goals end when the goal is met, right? And often if you're just pursuing goals, you can feel quite empty once you've met that goal. But a growth mindset says, I have a value that I want to continue growing in my knowledge and my skills, who I am, because I want to be a better person today than I was yesterday. So learning to build a growth mindset within yourself is so important. This can look like picking up a book or listening to an audio book, listening to podcasts around an area that you want to grow in, getting a mentor or hiring a coach that's a part of this. Um, just this last January, when I was kind of struggling and feeling a little bit stuck where I was at, I hired a coach, John Arndt from the Integer Network, and he is amazing and really helped me to be able to crystallize things about myself that um, that I wasn't able to do on my own. And so that was part of the improvement work that I do there. When it comes to reading, you might think that you don't have enough time, but I always love to break it down real simply into this, that if you if you read 10 pages a day for a month, you can finish a 300-page book in a month. Right. And that's that, that's a larger book or that's an average book. Let's say um, you can read an average book, which would mean that you'd read 12 books this year if you build this habit into your life of the improvement work that you want to do or listen to a podcast or an audio book on a walk that you're taking or a drive that you're doing regularly. Um, but you've got to find ways to invest in yourself so that you can improve. So you got to do the repair work, the improvement work. And then the last thing um, is the collaboration work. Uh, this is where you you, you kind of learn to find your, your own voice sometimes in a group. 
It's going to sound counterintuitive because of what I've said before about like uh, channeling into a healthy sense of self-identity and stuff like that. But as you work through those aspects and you start to like the person that you're talking to in your mind or seeing in the mirror, whatever that work looks like for you, then you come to a group and you can listen to other people. You can hear the strengths that they bring to the conversation, but you you can also then begin to assess what you bring to the group and where you should speak up and bring your expertise or the things that you're creative and good at um, to be able to work with the people there. That's such an important piece because in a group, we find out who we are, what we contribute, and uh, and we we get some gratification from being able to help one another and and provide some of that. So willingly share, willingly speak up uh, in your company, willingly share, because there's some gifts inside of you that that company needs, that those people need in the work that you're doing. And um, it might open up new opportunities that that next step that you've been searching for, but not sure where to take it might happen as you open up in the midst of collaboration and the team sees where you fit there. So that's a little bit about acting like yourself today. Um, like they said at the beginning, leaders we trust and respect are those who have a well-developed sense of identity. That's doing the repair work of repairing to have a healthy sense of self-identity. The improvement work, making sure that you have a growth mindset and not just a goal mindset. But then the collaboration work, as, as you have those healthy senses of self, then coming to a group and finding out where your voice fits and where you can speak up in the midst of that. And that's Act Like Yourself, friends. Join us next week for the last of this series of the four rare habits uh, and uh, looking forward to doing that with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Stay healthy, leaders, and we will talk again real soon. Bye-bye.